Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We have wearables in the news today, so I'm just going to let Sean take it away. Yeah, we've got a device launch at Aurora Spine, a WAX funding raise for a wearable dialysis system, Vaxis is funding raise for a vaccine patch, Samsung spinoff winning FDA nod for a wearable ECG, and layoffs at Achilles as it looks to change its business model. So what's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is that Aurora Spine launched its Silo TFX Minimally Invasive Sacroiliac Joint Fixation System. What is that fixation system designed for? So the company designed it for a minimally invasive sacroiliac joint fixation fusion to treat conditions including disruptions in degenerative sacroiliitis. Silo TFX includes a transfixing cone, an ilium screw, and a sacrum screw with associated instrumentation as well. When did the system originally receive a regulatory nod? Silo TFX won FDA 510K clearance in October of last year. And what are executives saying? Director of Operations Petra Lapizo said the launch is proceeding smoothly and the company continues to deploy more instrument sets and implants into the field. Trent Northcutt, the company's president, CEO, and co-founder said they're excited to be in a full launch of the game-changing treatment for patients suffering with SI joint pain and dysfunction. Now let's jump into some of that wearable news that we have. Yeah, Singapore-based AWAC raised $20 million in a Series B funding round for its wearable dialysis device. Going back through the archives, we last covered a funding round for this company nearly four years ago, so it's good to see further progress, no matter how far apart. And what is that wearable technology? It's a wearable and ultra-portable peritoneal dialysis, or PD, system. It offers patients the freedom to undergo dialysis at home and anywhere on the go. It helps to overcome the challenge of the long hours of stationary therapy in connection to large dialysis machines in hospitals and clinics that dialysis patients generally have to go through. What was the idea behind the design of this wearable dialysis device? Well, to reduce the amount of dialysis fluid, I think, is the the main takeaway. So it was designed to regenerate and reconstitute waste dialysis fluid into fresh usable fluid, reducing the amount of dialysis fluid needed by up to 90%. And the company also enabled the miniaturization of the dialysis machine to fit inside a small carry bag, reducing the burden of therapy and increasing quality of life by providing convenience and time to patients. So the company raised $20 million. What is it planning to use those proceeds for? Well, it's got a number of initiatives, including an ongoing human pre-pivotal clinical trial in Singapore. The company wants to enhance its device in anticipation of a final pivotal trial in the U.S. that it has earmarked for 2025. Funds could also drive the development of new products, including complementary products to promote home dialysis. Now, let's talk about that second wearable news that we have. Vaxis raised $9 million to support its shelf-stable vaccine patch. Obviously, vaccine delivery and accessibility has become a hot-button issue over the past few years. And uh, this could be a successful way to get vaccines to even more people. So what is the design of this patch like? It's a shelf-stable vaccine patch with the potential for self-application. So it's got sustained release technology that administers vaccines and other therapeutics. For vaccines specifically, it's got controlled release that simulates the pace of a natural infection to help the body produce a slow, strong, and enduring immune response ramp. 
and it doesn't require refrigeration, so it can be shipped to and applied in low resource settings. How does it work? Well, it's got a soluble microarray with tips that gradually dissolve into the body after removing the patch. Those tips release their payload of vaccine over time to, as previously mentioned, mimic how natural infections interact with the body. And that gives the immune system a stronger, more durable response to provide even more protection against disease. And the dissolving needles actually eliminate any sharps hazard for simple patch disposal post-administration. What kind of success has the company had so far with this vaccine patch? Well, last year, last December, the company reported positive interim results for a first-in-human trial of its influenza vaccine patch. It also raised $37 million in a Series B round within the last year and has grown its team by more than 30%. Last month, it also announced a collaboration with AstraZeneca, so a very big pharmaceutical company is interested in potentially having its therapeutics delivered that way. It wants to evaluate an RNA-based pandemic influenza prototype vaccine in patch format. So a lot going on at the company definitely continues to move forward. What's the next thing that we should know for today? Samsung spinoff Wellesis won FDA clearance for a wearable ECG. It's a competitive market for wearable ECGs, and now we've got another addition coming into the fore. What does the company envision using this wearable for? They want the ECG and heart rate recording device to be used in both home and clinical settings. What are some of its features? It's lightweight, reusable, waterproof, dustproof. It integrates with mobile phones, tablets, and watches, and has compatibility with commercially available electrodes and batteries. So sort of a lot of integration ability, a lot of, you know, the reusable waterproof, dustproof obviously is massive for a wearable device. And obviously, as you mentioned, the company enters this area in the U.S. where there's a lot of other companies like iRhythm and Baxter who are already marketing these lightweight ECG sensors. So where is Wellesis currently in the market? Well, it already has CE Mark approval in Europe and The device is currently available in 14 countries, including the UK, Spain, Italy, Greece, Poland, Australia, Thailand, India, and Korea. And now what's the last thing that we should know for today? Last thing is that Achille reduced its workforce again as it moves toward a non-prescription model for its ADHD treatment. The digital health company develops a digital therapeutic for ADHD. seems to have a really big business shift set to take place. So by how much is the company reducing its workforce and who's included in this reduction? So in total, it's a 40% reduction. Uh, The company cut 30% of its workforce, which totaled 46 people earlier this year. So going off the numbers, a 40% reduction of the estimated remaining employees would be around 43 more people, although that's not confirmed, just an estimate at this time but it includes the elimination of the company's field sales force and market access team that accounts for approximately two-thirds of the reduction. Interesting. Tell us a little bit about what the company is doing and some of the reasons behind the switch to its non-prescription treatment. Well, as far as cost savings from the workforce reduction, the company plans to invest a portion of those savings in activities to drive consumer awareness and capital-efficient expansion of its business. Now, for the move to over-the-counter, the company believes that focusing on a consumer-led subscription model for its ADHD therapeutic could reduce reliance on payers. It may enable the company to grow its business in line with the increase in demand for non-drug cognitive treatments. 
Now, it launched its Endeavor OTC or over-the-counter in the Apple App Store in June of this year. And the company believes the non-prescription model gives consumers access to differentiated and clinically validated technology, all while removing the reliance on payers that gets in the way of patients trying to access the treatment. Interesting. What did the CEO have to say? Eddie Martucci, CEO and co-founder, said the company is evolving its business to remove barriers for patients trying to access safe and effective non-drug treatment options. He said the company has the unique ability to offer consumers the same clinically proven technology as the world's only FDA-approved prescription video game treatment with the ease of access and convenience of a consumer tech product. So a non-prescription model removes reliance on intermediaries, which the company believes will give it more control over its growth and enable it to build a lasting, sustainable business. That's all the news that we have for today. Thank you, Sean, for coming on and giving us your insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. What about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.